you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how was your weekend? It was hot. It's still hot. <laughs> I don't like this heat. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. And I'm on my period. Yup, we're that close, guys. <laughs> so I'm on my period right now. And I feel like that's making me hotter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, bloated. <laughs> and it's hot. <laughs> Um, but, um, really the only thing I did this weekend was I went to a Mary J. Blige concert in, in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And it was a really great show. I've never seen her live before, but I definitely feel like a bigger fan. Mm-hmm. I already was a fan, but I don't know. It gives you a different level of appreciation. For sure. I mean, she looked incredible. She sounds so good. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, her show is live. Yeah. Her voice sounds so great. And it was just such a great concert. I feel like anytime she's around, I, I would go see her. It was that good of a show. Mm-hmm. I was like blown away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had no expectations, but I just was like, mm. <laughs> And as an adult, I feel like I could appreciate her music more now. Yeah. I was singing when I was eight. What did I know about life? <laughs> Where <Right>. I know. <laughs> right. Now that I'm 27 and I, and still haven't experienced a fraction of what she's experienced. Right. But on a human adulting level, mm-hmm. I feel like I connect work more with the words or whatever. Anyway, such a good show. So if you like Mary J. Blige, I would encourage you to see her. I'd definitely like, even though she don't really have a fan club, she mm-hmm. don't have a name. Oh, yeah. She don't. Well, I feel like that's very new age. It's very, that's like, true. it's that's a, true. a thing now. Yeah. But if she did, I'm in that baby. <laughs> I'm financial in that one because <laughs> I stand. I mean, such a great show. Mm-hmm. Top shows for me and all the concerts I've seen has been, obviously, Beyonce's Coachella performance, mm-hmm. the Bad Boy Reunion Tour, mm-hmm. and Mary. Hmm. Those are my top concerts. Nice. Just so good. Yeah. Um, my weekend was pretty chill. Um, Friday I went laser tagging um, with my best friend Stephanie, and then like the rest of the weekend, I mean, I kind of I hung out a little bit with friends, but I was really just like catching up on Pose because I hadn't watched this season at all, so I was catching up on that and like watching Last Chance You on Netflix and kind of just. Um, relaxing and maxing, and uh, I wish I was outside more this weekend because I love the heat. Um, but I wasn't. I was just kind of chilling. I don't know. The weekend went by too fast. But I mean, the weekend always goes by too fast. So, <laughs> but just another. I don't feel like I'm gonna work tomorrow. But always here we are. <laughs> another week, another day. Right. Another dollar. <laughs> yeah. So, what's happening in media? 
I will be brief. There's okay. not much I want to talk about, frankly. Okay. However, one, Beyonce. Mm hmm. She released her spirit music video. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> what a look. She gave so many looks. Mm -hmm. And I love all the beautiful brown people in it. Mm -hmm. Blue is in it. Mm -hmm. All that beautiful hair people was talking about. Huh? Right. right. Huh? <laughs> you wish you had it. You wish. Right. Yeah. And then her, the I want to say her album release is hers. Album <laughs> well, it's yeah. hers. It is because like the Lion King has their own soundtrack, and, and that's why I just want to talk about this for a minute. Yeah, because I know people's like, well, Kendrick Lamar did it. He did the soundtrack. Yeah. for Blue Black Panther. Yes, mm -hmm. and a nod to him, absolutely. How are the comments? I think it's different. This is different. <laughs> Not only does the Lion King already have a soundtrack, right? They gave her the rights to do her own album, mm -hmm. her own flavor vibe mm -hmm. that goes with the movie, but not really. It's not the soundtrack, <laughs> yeah. So it's something completely separate, yeah. That's why, like, like, this a is a bigger. This is something different because you yeah. need the rights and stuff to use the Lion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, this is actually. A, a little bit better because the reason I say that is because this was not a need. They have a soundtrack. Yeah, they already had her for the spirit song. Mm -hmm. But her to cultivate this album mm -hmm. with excerpts from the movie. Mm -hmm. Was the album that I haven't listened? To. I liked it. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Some people's like they didn't like the excerpts, mm -hmm. but I feel like this to me is an album that you don't shovel shuffle mm. which I actually like albums like that and I wish artists would get back to albums like that mm -hmm. where it like told a story yeah and you didn't shuffle so to me it's like to me you listen to it don't listen to it on shuffle listen to it from one right and hear all the different excerpts and the songs that come after mm -hmm. I liked it mm -hmm. I think it's a, a good album you know still looking for another solo <laughs> like this don't count this don't count <laughs> Homecoming album don't count, and this don't count either. So, mm, you still have to give us another album. Mm. Which early in the year, the dream says she was working on something yeah. for her project. So maybe this year we'll get her actual album as well. But then I feel like she'll be gone for like five years. Right. It's just a lot back to back. Yeah, that's true. And then I feel like she'll be gone for a couple of years mm -hmm. and then come back. Here's a, here's a few things I need from her. <laughs> An album, new music, then a new tour. Mm -hmm. Then I need her to do, let's do that Destiny's Child reunion tour. Facts. Let's just hit it. Facts. I don't, I mean. And I mean, she has two more, um, she's supposed to release two more things on Netflix. Don't know what it's going to be. That could be, that but, tour, honey. Right. Look, give the people what they want. <laughs> and we want a Destiny's Child reunion tour. <laughs> We really do. Yeah. In fact, give us a give us a give a couple, couple new tracks, not an album, right? Because we don't really want new stuff. We want the hits. So mm -hmm. I'm not making too much work. Give us two, three songs. Do an EP or <laughs> I'm something. I'm about to do a little EP. Yeah. Do a little EP. <laughs> do a tour. Mm -hmm. Y'all know it's gonna sell out in Fact. minutes. Right. Do a tour. Do an album of the tour live with the three new songs. With the three new songs <laughs> live. Cause I'm gonna eat that up. <laughs> I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And do, and I want you to do Destiny Child hits 
but do them deep cuts too. Right, you feel right, me? right. Don't just right. do that because there's certain songs I gotta hear. <laughs> right, like nasty. Put some clothes on. Oh yeah. What that album, <laughs> the Survivor album to yeah. me, is such a good album. Like mm-hmm. start to finish. I want to hear a little apple pie. The mo, y'all, right. yeah, that's a deep cut. Right. If you're a fan, you know what that song right. is. Right. Okay. I want to hear some deep cuts off the album. Right. Plus the hits. Yeah. yeah. So let's, you know what I mean. Let let Kelly and Michelle do one or two of their solo. You know what I mean. One or two of their solo. Her we solo. can do like yeah. You can you mix know, it in. You can throw make all it that work. in there. Make it, you know, make it work. Yeah. Let's do a dynamite show. Right. So that's another thing I want from her. And then <laughs> one of these Netflix projects, I want more of her talking to the camera. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. We want more. <laughs> I want more moments. Y'all want a Beyonce home video. Yeah. <laughs> we do, though. I really think we do. I want more moments of her, like, trying on her costume and FaceTiming Jeezy and being <laughs> like, why guys I want more of that we want more of that we want more 50 loving children we want more of that we know she can perform we want more like home How she stuff is on her every day. which is not our business I'm totally right. aware of that this is not our business and some celebrities I know like I know that sometimes fans think we have a right to their personal life mm-hmm. guys we, we don't. really don't yeah and I think it's weird that people act like that. Mm-hmm. She and any other performer or actor, that is their job. Yeah. For some music, for sure, that's a part of who they are. Yeah. Most artists feel that way. Yeah. But they still are. They still have a private light, and they have a right to have one. Right. So mm-hmm. even though I want this stuff, I know I don't have the right to it. Right. But that's why I'm not like a nutty Beyonce fan, because there right. are nutty ones out there. Absolutely. They're unrealistic, and it's just weird. <laughs> My love for her is not like that. Yeah. I'm That's a little st- obsessive and possessive. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, she don't know you. <laughs> right. That's just hot. Like, she doesn't know you. <laughs> Calm down. Anyway, um, moving on. Hold on. Instagram mm-hmm. is now running the test that hides likes and video views. Mm-hmm. So, what will happen is... You can see your own likes, mm-hmm. your own video views, but other people won't be able to see it. Right. I don't think it's a bad idea. Me either. Because um, some people are like, well, what about influencers, how they work? You can still work. Do a media kit, show your stats. It's do not a hard. media kit and what <laughs> Instagram could do, like other sites like a Facebook and Pinterest does this very well. Oh, they yeah. give you analytics. I love Pinterest, I love analytics. Pinterest analytics. I like and Facebook. I mean, Instagram does give analytics, but but not on the same level. Not, yeah, and I feel like that is something they could do so that mm-hmm. to keep your business and keep getting your fashion over deals, mm-hmm. you submit your analytics mm-hmm. because. It don't matter how many people are liking it in the sense of what we can see. It more matters for them yeah. in the background to know that we keep giving her money or him money or we keep having her be an ambassador. Right. So I just feel like if they did analytics on a deeper level, maybe yeah, offer a little Facebook bit more. Be like deep, deep. Facebook is really Instagram deep. Instagram is good, but just not as deep as... And Pinterest um, is really deep. Yeah, I love Pinterest. The clicks, where, time. Yeah. If... Instagram boost that a little bit. Yeah. Influencers, y'all would be just fine. Right. But I also really feel like... And it's all on like Facebook, so they can do it. They like, can do it. They got and the I data. also just feel like for those... 
especially for people who are have smaller brands. Mm-hmm. This gives you an opportunity to do well. And the reason yeah. I say this is because, unfortunately, sometimes people won't even look at a profile or feel like it's viable because of the amount of likes yeah. or follows they have, which yeah. is kind of annoying because yeah. you can have really great content, but they look, but people are looking at likes and how many follows you have. Mm-hmm. If we got to a space where you can't see likes mm-hmm. on pages and videos, it could potentially give people a fair shot to put their stuff out there yeah, where you're not people- guarded by like, likes because people right. really do right that does make impact and i was about to say oftentimes like you get a higher roi when you use micro influencers like the smaller brands instead of the larger brands uh or larger people rather but yeah so we'll see i, I saw some people was mad about it but yeah i saw some people were but i did see a lot of people who were like yeah i get that yeah. I, I wouldn't i certainly wouldn't bring it on babe yeah i don't think it's that big of a deal me either um Okay, moving on. Uh, oh, I wanted to talk about Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about it? Nope. The allegations. Um, he wanted to make... He put it on Twitter. Who was he? Um, his name is... I'm sorry, I'm trying to look up his names. It was a guy who goes to Morehouse who was basically saying he's tried to report a staff member for sexual assault like oh, advances. Yes. And okay. he wasn't getting anywhere, so he just put it out in the public forum. Right. And of course that picked up traction. Yeah. Um, was in the news and stuff like that. And yeah. now Morehouse is addressing it. Right. It took it, this. But I wanted to put that out there to say, one, it shouldn't take that mm-hmm. for it to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Also, because he was a guy, I yep. wanna talk about that. It's important that men feel empowered to do the same thing, to speak mm-hmm. out about it, and not there is no big deal, and there's nothing that impacts their like maxim, maxim masculinity, masculinity, <laughs> yeah. or their manhood. Right. I already hate stuff like that, but yeah. it doesn't challenge anything. Mm-hmm. If you were getting unwanted advances. Mm-hmm. You have a right to report it. Yeah. Period. Right. And there shouldn't be an issue about it. Agreed. Um, so yeah, that's really why I wanted to bring it up because it was a guy, and typically that you don't gets see that, off. and it gets brushed off because yeah. they're like, you like you're a guy, like what's the big deal? And it's like no, it's a as much of a bigger deal for them as it is for anybody else. Absolutely. So, yeah. so hopefully they take this seriously. They take it seriously. Rectify and right. <laughs> And right. do the right thing that they're supposed to do. Absolutely. Do and maybe there's a lesson here that they'll take students more seriously, which you should anyway. Yeah. Shame. Okay. So, I got to be honest with you guys. I don't really want to do any more R. Kelly <laughs> updates. However, <laughs> common. So, obviously, he went before a judge. He's held without bond. Um, he still has a non-guilty plea. Mm-hmm. And they have these rumors <laughs> of that you know, they seized everything and that his girlfriends don't have a place to live. Mm-hmm. And so they did, they submitted a video to TMZ or whatever. Mm-hmm. They could just go home. How about it? First of all, the fact that he's like, here we are trying to, like, that That ain't really that hot either. Right. So, okay. Right. Two, you got the one in the back just nodding her head because she mm-hmm. already blew it. Yeah. When she's done one of the interviews and four interviews before, she can't hold water. So the other <laughs> sassy one, because she's the sassy one we're talking. Okay. Yeah. 
with speakerphone saying that they're fine, thanking the fans for their support and prayers. I'm like, girl. I just, you girl. know, now R. Kelly being like, I really, I need a psychologist to bust up in there. Like, I need them to get some help. Like, somebody get them some help. I truly believe he will be found guilty. He yes. will be put away. And my thing is, whether they want to address this or not, mm-hmm. that's something they can do privately because it's still not none of our businesses. Y'all need to figure out what's next yeah. because you're not, you do not have a job. Mm-hmm. You have not put any effort into career aspirations. Mm-hmm. While I'm sure your fans will take you back, you don't have any friends. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You They could still have, well, they could still have friends that care about their rights. I'm saying they have alienated themselves right. okay. from well, their family, people. Yeah. That's alienated them. Yeah. Yeah. And so all I'm saying is, at the end of the day, I don't want y'all to think mm-hmm. if he's in under the jail where he belongs, mm-hmm. that he's still just going to be paying for y'all to he live on the He ain't got the aisle. money to, pay, to take care of him. That too, but I'm just saying, if he did, I, I highly doubt why he's in jail. He's going to keep y'all at the Trump Tower while he in jail. <laughs> right. Okay? Like he, like, he don't need the money on his books <laughs> for Cheetos and Doritos. I can't, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure he would have commentary. I'm just saying these are things that happened in jail. I'm just saying he want to keep money in his books too. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I hope. So I'm and just like, like part of me thinks that maybe him not being able to provide for them will, um, you know, increase the likelihood of them getting help because they won't have anywhere else to go. But back to their families, get some help, get you know, some kind of normalcy back. I feel like it'll, like, force them to do that, but who knows? Who knows? I'm just interested to see how they will pan out because, like I said, I just don't believe, you know, when he's in jail or things like that. Like, the money pot will run out. Yeah. The the large team he has will be diminished. I was about to say the people helping. Like, that will be diminished because he won't have a career anymore. So it's like, and the money will stop flowing at a, you know... You know, I'm sure he still has royalties and stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying? It yeah. just will not be on the same level yeah. for him to keep all this up. So I'm like, do y'all have any thoughts just about that part? Mm-hmm. Like, and then uh, even a good amount of his staff going to have to testify against him. So well, a good amount of his staff already reported him and released the video. Right. So they already picked a side. Exactly. Now, granted. <laughs> they still. They need jail time, but they right. probably won't they because probably they are being witnesses and complying and stuff like that, they need to be punished. Because yeah. I don't think, I think everyone involved should be punished. Mm-hmm. The families who took money and when the money stopped, they went to police. Mm-hmm. They should be punished. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. needs yeah. to be punished. Yeah. Um, but that's my two cents about that. And last but not least, I just want to talk about the the face app challenge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Boy, you guys just love, <laughs> I mean, that thing, whether, oh, okay, so this is what I'm going to say. Because, <sighs> okay, what day was it, Tuesday? I, I mean, it was up. literally like three days in, then it's like, y'all stupid, that's why I don't follow all the trends, Russia, <laughs> I don't follow all the trends. But y'all realize Facebook, everybody already got your faces. And all I really, <laughs> all the point I want to say is like. Facebook be like, do you want to tag yourself in this picture? Like, they know how I look at this. They already know my face. If you 
really wanted to avoid any like technology, you would have to live off the grid. Yeah. Data is being collected on you with every site you enter, yeah. every account you have. Yeah. It's not even just social media. It is even the fact that Amazon knows what you shop so then they send you an email. Send you stuff about they know what you viewed. They know what you viewed. Yeah. They think you like this because you like that. Like yeah. every Thing does that. So I'm saying, like, your concerns as you're on Facebook all day, or tweeting all day, or Instagram all day, or Snapchat, um, showing showing your penis. They already got you. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, you use the app. You you showing penis pics and hoot nannies, but you concerned about an app that turns your face. Oh, like I'm just saying, like, you expose other parts of your line, like. But you concerned about the the face app, you know, age challenge. That's your concerns. You just come on. Come on. I just found it annoying. I yeah. said we can't even just laugh at the stupid challenge without all y'all theories. Well, y'all don't, y'all ain't really ready to talk about that. Talk about what, and Tyrone? Is, like you said, if you was trying to avoid this, you a little bit too late. Way because late. even using debit and credit cards, they know what you're purchasing and they can send you a mailer to your house based on other items you might want to purchase. There was a whole lawsuit. A father wanted to sue Target because Target kept mailing them coupons for baby stuff. And he's like, why are they sending my daughter baby stuff? Blah, blah, blah. Turns out the daughter was pregnant. He just ain't know. Target figured it out. They already knew. So it's just like, you a little late. Because if you on social media complaining about this, you already gone. Like- and so for y'all to be posting articles like, I'm following the trend. Enter a Spongebob meme. That one. I'm smiling, I'm following the dream. Y'all the same ones who don't vote. Y'all the same ones who be late on your taxes. I'm so irritated. Not late on your taxes. Because it's always people like that. Obviously not all, but it's like always someone who's like, really? trying to try. I'm just trying to school y'all. Okay, what's two plus four? Girl. <laughs> what's that? Hmm? How many branches of government is there? Hmm? <laughs> How about that? Who's your mayor? He told you to school somebody. How about that? I can't say anything. What's, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, what's that? Would you, would you know what that is? If I put an equation in front of you, can you school me then? Do you start in parentheses or the outside, huh? That's what I'm saying. It's always the people they just, which I ain't ready for that. Nah, you don't know anything anyway. <laughs> now I'm done with that. I just was annoyed by it. I just was like, here we go. Lord, yeah, it was funny. But y'all so smart. <laughs> Last but not least, I just want to bring up Netflix for a reason. Mm-hmm. I feel like Netflix is not. Um, is not maintaining a lot of shows. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of there's been some cancellations. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so people are like, "What's up with that? What's going on with Netflix?" And so, and then obviously with a lot of the net networks are doing their own versions of streaming, streaming, which mm-hmm. I'm very 
interested to see how this is going to go because obviously consumers are not going to pay for it all. Honestly, it's going to get to the point where it's, it's going to be, be so many streaming again. services that you might as well just have cable and get the special like channel. No, it's going to be like, <laughs> but then it's going to be streaming bundles. Oh, too. yeah. Cause like so basically it's going to go back to cable. cable providers give you Hulu for free. Like, so they already know. They already hit. So between all of that and I've read something where there was is rude to say they're working with Eddie Murphy on mm-hmm. a special upwards of seven million. I had to be honest, so I'm like, Netflix, where are y'all getting all this money? <laughs> y'all have making these deals with people, yeah. producing all this content. Mm-hmm. But, you know Well, I, my theory is that they're they gonna have commercials now? I'm like, how are they making money? Potentially. But my theory is that they're trying to front load their spending so that you love their original content so much that when everybody else's stuff is gone that you still want to stick around. But the problem is I feel like while they they are putting out movies, mm-hmm. the series mm-hmm. some of them are working mm-hmm. but I feel like there's several that are getting cancelled after two seasons cancelled. Mm-hmm. Can- so it's like how are you going to have the longevity Yeah, if you're trying to do series? Because the movie is a stand project. Yeah. But if you're doing these series then what's going on? Because like a long time, Orange and New Black is finally ending. That was a big deal. So mm-hmm. now one of your big shows is done. Mm-hmm. What's in that replacement? Right. Yeah. So I just wonder. Yeah, I don't know how long like Stranger Things is right. going to go. How right. long Black Mirror is going to go. Right. Some of yeah. their big ones. How long are they going to go? Especially as because you're about as, to lose one. Yeah, and as those end, they have to replace it with yeah, something. with another big hit. That will pique yeah. people's interest. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious to see. I personally do not pay for Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm on the family account. Mm-hmm. I just do Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like, do Netflix and share it with my family and a couple friends. I just have Hulu. And yeah. I share my Hulu with my household. Yeah. But I pay for Hulu. They pay for Netflix and Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> I'm in the household for Amazon Prime. I'm not. I mean, well, so I was actually talking about that this week too, because there's a service and it's black owned, <clears throat> and they have it set up so that, and this is with like strangers, and they call it like pods. So it's like I'll have Netflix, and I'll have a certain number of people in my pod, and they pay me every month to be on my Netflix. What, account. like a dollar? Two? I don't know how much. I guess it depends on how many people are in your pod or whatever, and what services you had but i was talking about that with friends and they're like honestly they think more people are going to start doing that especially with like the family account on prime why not do that with friends and y'all just split the cost like agree it's gonna get to the point where and like as far as prime family that's not illegal now sharing netflix accounts technically if you don't have the multi um profile account is legal but i mean people still want to do that anyways like who cares but more people just gonna start doing that as more streaming services roll out. It's gonna be like, all right, you pay for this one, I'll pay for this one, and we'll split it between our houses. Cause that Disney one is like, Disney owns everything, man. Yeah. So I'm like, what's about to be on that? So then I'm like, now I got to pay for a, a <laughs> Disney subscription, and I don't wanna. Well, hopefully they bundle it with something. Me too, cause I'm just like, what the heck? Well, hopefully it's free with the cable log. <laughs> <sighs> Or that. That be holding me down. That holds me down, baby. <laughs> what to do, baby? I just log in and I have two. <laughs> It'd be like logging with your cable provider. Oh, right. say less. <laughs> <laughs> because 
why I just think we just moving our back to that direction. Like, well, look, cable's too expensive. I don't it need is. Cable. It is. It is too much, and it's too many commercials, and don't nothing be on anyway. So mm-hmm. I get why people are dumping it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was pretty much it. Um. Unless you have anything. I was just mm-hmm. doing the um as in, is there something I saw that I... Not that I... But not really. Off the top of my head. There's not nothing popping on I my head. I had a busy week, so honestly, I wasn't... As did I. Like, <laughs> I was not busy. So I wasn't really in the know-how. Yeah. Um. So that's all for me. For, for media. Me. What's up? So, bravo moment. So... Katie, who's like a friend this season, she was a housewife on past episodes, had a hold down. Mm-hmm. Some sort of western theme party. Mm-hmm. She has a farm. Mm-hmm. So, last time we spoke, it was the dinner party explosion, and now we're into the, the aftermath of that, and then this hold down. <laughs> so, in the aftermath of that, the group is a little split because mm-hmm. of the dynamics. And um, Candace goes to Monique and talks, and they're chatting about it. And I feel like Monique was being a good friend, mm-hmm. basically saying, telling her like, "I understand that Ashley's upset you, but like, with the way you act, it was like ridiculous. The fact that your husband like had to physically hold you back, that right. you let someone get you, you know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. And she pointed out some behavior that is similar to her mother, and we know that with Candace. Her and her mother are very not a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as like Tokyo and Black China, but not a not a healthy dynamic. Right. So she's pointing out like you are upset at your mother for doing these things. She's like she's like I don't think you realize that you even do these things. So mm-hmm. as you continue to keep working on it, realize that how much your relationship with your mom is affecting other areas in your life. Right. And to me, that's being a friend. Yeah. She did it in a friend way, not in front of the group. Mm-hmm. It was a private moment between them two. As a friend, I want to see you when da 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 da. Yeah. Candace, to me, being immature and not ready to really acknowledge her faults or be accountable for her action, got really defensive and was like, just be my friend, just be supportive. And I feel like <laughs> friendship, yeah. to me, is beyond support. If your yeah. friend needs a kick in the pants... Then that's what you need to need right. to do as well. Yeah. If a friend needs to be told about themselves, mm-hmm. you need to do that too and support. Right. It's not just a tell me what I want to hear. It's thing. not a yes man. That to me isn't good friendship. Right. So she kind of got an attitude. Monique was like, "I'm just trying to help." Mm-hmm. Fast forward into the whole down. <laughs> now Giselle being messy <laughs> is still wanting to know information about this whole. Michael grabbing the camera's butt and stuff. Yeah. And Ashley is pulling the, it's a legal matter, I can't talk about it, which part of that is probably true, mm-hmm. but I know other part of it, she don't want to. <laughs> so she's just being like, I can't say anything, mm-hmm. but her husband's innocent, mm-hmm. and that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. They get to the whole down, and I feel like everyone was trying to be somewhat respectful. No one was bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just kind of chilling. Um, and then Candace apologized to the table, saying, you know, I apologize. I invited to my home. It was a lot of mess. You know, that's not how I want to be. Yeah. And Giselle was like, well, I really feel like you need to apologize to that end of the table, which was Ashley. Oh, yeah. 
And she was like, I agree, but now's not the time. Yeah. Where she was like, Ashley, I, I do want to talk to you. I feel like we're separately. Yeah. So I gave her an ounce of credit in the beginning. Oh. That she was wanting to be trying to figure it out separately, separately. Yeah. away from the group. But Ashley is ready to roll. So they start going back and forth about the information, about Michael again, all that type of stuff. Once again, no one's really trying to go there because they know she will not talk about it. And Karen makes a comment along the lines of like, you know what? I've been through stuff in the public eye. Her and her, her husband had tax issues. So that was a big discussion last season. She was like, so I know what it's like to feel like everyone's in your business she was like do what you need to do for your household mm-hmm. and she just left it and then Giselle was like well that's not what you said the other day you was joking and laughing about it I'm like really she's so messy uh, yeah. so then they started going back and forth and like yelling so that as she talked about her husband's tax problems Karen said clinkity clink <laughs> clinkity clink uh, talking about the bar soap get that for your husband oh. <laughs> That's what I said. It started off with like, okay, we can get through this. <laughs> it just totally when she said clinkity clink, clinkity clink, took me out. Okay, she said that bar soap. Use that for your husband. Oh, she went there. And I feel like once again, Giselle kind of started. She like pokes it, and then we sit there like. Oh my god. She can't just believe. likes to watch the Right. Party. I feel like she pokes and then goes, Ladies, why are we acting like this? <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? You're yeah. the one who is like poking a bear when a bear attacks you like, Oh my god, the bear. It's like <laughs> well, you've been poking him with the stick right. the entire time. Yeah. Then Candace and Monique are going at it mm-hmm. about their earlier conversation and Candace is like, Monique's not being a friend. Monique is like, I am mm-hmm. and basically Candace also comes out and is kind of upset that Monique and Ashley are okay with each other, which I don't like that either. Yeah. If you have beef with a friend, that doesn't automatically mean I have beef with them either. I think that's childish. Yeah. Anyway, totally that hold down, let some hoes down. Girl. Were you thinking? (laughs) Yes. I was thinking it too. (laughs) So it was a very entertaining episode, I gotta be honest with you. Clinkity clink tops the night for me. Um, I have to be honest. I felt like Karen was really trying not to go there. Mm-hmm. And when she started, she's like, "See," she even said, "See, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to go there with you, Ashley." Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I'm not saying she deserved the clinkity clink, but she did. Right. Because like she wasn't trying to do that. Yeah. And I understand why she went there. It's like you can't, you cannot throw stones when your house and your stone is made of glass. Like oh. you literally. <laughs> Are in the throes of like a sexual assault case, yeah. and you still want to be talking about my husband? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, clinkity clink, clink clinkity clink, <laughs> and that's it. Okay, um, Mary at first sight, they're you're back home, and Mary at first sight, they get money because they this season they gave everybody their own condo. Instead of them like moving into one another's places, everybody got a brand new condo. See, when you do stuff like this, it's not. How do you experience the marriage in real life? Because in real life, mm-hmm. you aren't given a condo. In right. real life, you would have to figure out where y'all live in. Right. His place, her place, and I or get a new liked place. That aspect of it in the past. It makes it more real to me. They all had the condo in the same building. <laughs> 
So to me, it's starting to get. See this one. <laughs> it's starting to get really gimmicky to me, mm-hmm. and I understand wanting them close for like the interconnection, but it's yeah. starting to get. <clears throat> excuse me. Like gimmicky. Well, the re- the experts, the reason they said they started doing that, which you know, whatever, is because they feel like moving into one another's space can cause extra conflict in the beginning of their relationship when it's kind of fragile. Which I'm like, well, you let the last couple seasons experience that conflict. Like, keep keep letting them go through that. But I don't know. But it's real life. Because the <laughs> right. okay, so when the show's over, the condo is theirs. They didn't say that, so I don't think so. So that's what I'm saying. So they, if they stay together, they still will experience that. Right. With their thought is they'll be stronger when they that's experience their, it. So, yeah, it'll be later on in the process. Absolutely. Um. So regardless, so basically the episode was them like packing up their individual spaces to all move into their homes together. So they were like helping each other. Virgin couple. She finds her husband's box of condoms. And she's upset now. Yes, <laughs> she knows he's not a virgin, though. Right. So she's upset. One that he had a box of condoms, to, and then two that it's empty. He said, "Well, I brought some on vacation, like on the honeymoon, because he's like, I was just trying to be prepared." Um, and so she's like, "Well, let me see the one she brought on the honeymoon," which I'm like, "Okay." And so he took them out, and he only brought three. So she's like, "So the rest." <laughs> and so, so she got a little upset at first, and he was like. Is it productive to talk about stuff that happened before you? And she was like, probably not. And so he was like, so then why are we going down the path of when's the last time I had sex? And, you know, all the, he's like, that's just not productive. He's like, I'm here now. I'm working with you through this. I'm fine with you being a virgin. I'm patient. Why are we going down this path? And so then she calmed down or whatever, but she was really upset at first. I was just like, but "That's stupid." I, f- I think that's dumb. Yeah, she knows he wasn't a virgin, right? So before he married you, he was active and had a condoms. Right. To me, she'd be like, "At least my husband was, was safe, safe." Yeah, when he was out there, <laughs> right? And I mean, you can have a box, and that could be sitting there forever. Like you don't know how quickly he went through the box, and I don't even think that's that important. Because y'all didn't know each other before. So. Right. Yeah, so um, that was interesting. And then um, the only other issue kind of was um, the, I think we called them the redhead couple with the brat. That's what we called her, the brat. Um, she. No, I thought we called her the lonely one. Oh, no, no, daddy's girl. Daddy's girl. Okay, boom. Daddy's girl. Um, she has two dogs and then her husband has a cat. So now they're in a condo with three animals and the cat is kind of chill, but the dogs be up on the bed, you know, kissing her in the face, blah, blah. (laughs) So, um, the experts gave them a tactic called naked moment and it's a arguing tactic since they're the ones that have had the most conflict thus far. And it's like, okay, let's have a naked moment. You don't look at your phone. You don't do anything. And you just say what you're feeling, like, without any filter or anything. Like, you basically are letting yourself in. So they had a naked moment about the animals. And he was basically like, your dogs are a lot. Like, <laughs> they're everywhere. It's just a lot. They on the bed. And he's, like, throwing on them. He's just like, it's just a lot. And initially, she kind of felt away about that. But she's like, I mean, they're not going anywhere. But 
she's willing to like make some compromise about it which it'll be interesting because i think she like i said before she's just used to having everything her way so she's used to letting the dog sleep in the bed with her if she wanted to like she's used to doing all those things because she did what she wanted and he's not necessarily okay with that so they'll you know go down that path and figure out how to tame all the animals i certainly wouldn't want no dog in my bed (laughs) yeah because while they're talking about it the dog's jumping on her i'm just like Mm -mm. i wouldn't (laughs) want no dog in my bed and i also don't want a house i don't want nobody with all them animals anyway Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. dog Mm-hmm. Is allowed. I don't do cats. I would. I would be fine with two dogs, but one dog and it can't be like super, super big because mm-hmm. I ain't gonna like it. <laughs> well, that's what you want. Um, other than that, there wasn't any really memorable moments. Um, and then love after lockup. Um, the last episode ended with us thinking that um the one with the wife and the girlfriend was gonna go see the birth of his daughter he didn't he went and just checked in with his PO he did ask his PO if his if he could go and his PO was like no um so he missed the birth of his daughter um after the baby was born they FaceTimed so that he could see the baby um and then he sent the picture to his girlfriend which I'm like, and she was just like I don't know how to feel about this like, you should <laughs> feel ashamed that you're shagging Someone that's married. Yeah. And she lost her virginity to him. But that was before she knew he was married. But you know now. Yeah. So you're making an active choice. Yeah. To stay and canoodle with a married man. Mm-hmm. Who didn't have a baby on you. Which means he was shagging the both of you. Right. So the fact that you don't love yourself more. Yeah. Baby girl. <laughs> yeah. Don't be sitting up. What? <laughs> And they hadn't talked in like days, and that was his way of speaking to her. Hey, like, hey, look at my, my child baby. with right. my wife, right? Girlfriend, right? People yeah. crazy. <laughs> Love yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and stop being foolish. <laughs> um, the only other highlight, because I'm just gonna be brief. Um, the redhead—that's what it was on this show. Um, her husband. She wants her best friend that just went to jail for 10 to 30 years to be her daughter's godmother. And her husband is just like, I understand that's your best friend, but that's stupid. Because he's like, if something happens to us, she literally can't take care of her because she's in jail. Um, And so they were just going back and forth about that because she was like really upset. She's like, she's the closest person to me. That's my best friend. I don't have anyone else. So I want her to be the godmother. He's like, I get all that, but you got to pick people that actually will take care of your child if both of y'all are gone um so she wasn't really trying to be understanding of it but also in this process they're trying to get custody of her child that she had before him Mm -hmm. so like i really feel like he he's his thinking to me most of the time is logical like yes you gotta pick people that's gonna be able to take care of your baby and then with the son he spends 90% of the time with him, but the soul, his sole custodian is his dad. Um, so, I mean, it does make sense for them to want full custody of the child. Um, but the part of him that is not logical is now he going to pop up on the 
dad to be like, I want full custody of him. And I'm like, mm, well, that's no, not a that's good idea. Yeah. It's like not a good way to start it. <laughs> right. It's like, I understand why, but that's not a, the way to go about it. So we'll see how they progress. I'm not going to go deep in any of the other couples because there wasn't nothing else that big that happened, so, in my opinion. Um, so we had a question of the week. Um, one moment I'm pulling it up. I can start. Basically, we asked if someone narrated your life, who would you want to be the narrator? And we got a mix of people. Mm-hmm. Mike underscore underscore rich seventy eight. Ben Ravine. I don't know who that is. Who is that? Ben yeah. Ravine. I don't know. It's Vereen. Vereen. Birmingham Boy Short, Samuel Jackson. Oh, I have these long names. Oh, snap. Ash is here, too. Wow, that is old. Okay. Ding Dong, Cardi B. Reese Peace, Mindy from the Thick Podcast. Headshot. He says Childish Gambino or um, Jared. Gerard, Gerard Carmichael. Carmichael. Okay, too many options, guys. <laughs> I mean, Morgan Freeman, but you can't go wrong. Morgan Freeman, Samuel Jackson, or Snoop Dogg. Hey, guys. <laughs> you know, like, at least do two. You gave us, like, five. <laughs> uh, Ryan M. Stowe, Childish Gambino, Robert Downey Jr., Michael B. Therapy, Dave Chappelle, Terry Renee, Joe Scott, Africa Wilkins, Maya Angelou, Toy Dot Just, J. Cole, Beloved and Unbowed, James Earl Jones, period. For me, um, Beyonce, obviously. <laughs> she would, I just feel like, and Shanae, she would be, you know, she now her voice is kind of deeper. Yes. And she's just so, she just got so much swag she just so like I just feel like Beyonce would be great <laughs> I would pick uh, either Lizzo or Queen Latifah for mine so um, today we are talking about work um, y'all know we try to mix it up we don't want to talk about dating all the time so today we're just talking about advocating for yourself at work um, and like seven tactics to go about it especially you know, as women of color, we're typically not the majority in our workplaces. So it is important to know how to advocate um, for yourself and to actually, you know, do things that help you advocate for yourself and like stand strong on your, I guess, advocation. Um, so the first tactic is believe you deserve what you're asking for. Um, and so this can go for like, raises it could go for like when you want to be a lead on a project if you're going to ask for like you can't be timid about it i guess like you have to stand strong on it have supporting evidence as to why you think you deserve that and then if you don't get it i feel like and you just have to go about this carefully but i feel like you should still voice your opinion about like even when you don't get it about why you feel like you should have gotten it i well first of all i feel like at work you should keep just even if it's a word doc of everything you do mm-hmm. um, and then keep stuff highlighted that is stuff that's not in your job description mm-hmm. or things that you took the initiative on I personally feel like you should have that any job mm-hmm. just to keep track of everything you're doing so if you have a to-do list like I have my planner yeah. so like I can go back and you can see every little thing that I've ever done yeah. but if you don't do that every now and then 
you should just have a doc or word doc because I have one of just stuff you've done ideas yeah. you submitted mm-hmm. ideas you submitted that they implemented mm-hmm. whatever the case is yeah. you should always just have that one when it's time to like if you won I feel like if you're ready to leave you have all that to revamp your resume Yeah. and two if you're wanting to go in and say I want more money I want a promotion and they say why make it pretty print it out and put it in their face Yeah. don't just say it make it pretty Yeah. print it out and put it in their face and if you really want to be extra like me you put dates on that <laughs> about what you did mm-hmm. when it was done all the things so that they have proof Mm-hmm. And like you said, when they say no or they say we can't do it right now, you should articulate that you're disappointed by that. Yeah. You feel like your worth is, you know, more, more worth mm-hmm. more than that. Yeah. Um. Also, also think is especially when a salary have average salaries for your position you feel in that area, especially mm-hmm. if you're below average, mm-hmm. and make it clear that you're not happy about it. Mm-hmm. That does not mean you threaten to leave. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Because they could be like, all right, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the whole, like, threatening to leave only works if you have leverage mm-hmm. in your organization. Yeah. And you need to make sure you have leverage before yeah. you can pull cards like that. <laughs> um, and that means you can do something that no one else can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just disappear today, they It would cause them lots of stress. Yeah. And having to find someone to fill a position would be a burden. Yeah. But if you're not in that space, don't be pulling cards like that. Right. That's only if you have leverage. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the next one, we kind of just hit on this, but it says to think of ways that you can make your request a reality. So when you go talk to your boss, and Sinead pretty much just said this, like, have a game plan. Like, if you want to go to a conference, have how much the conference costs, the hotel nearby. Like, and... Have, but you know what? Ask, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, Ask no. for your professional development budget. Mm, if sure. organizations have money allotted for department or per person, mm-hmm. ask how much you have so, so you, you can, can even know mm-hmm. how much you have to work with. And if a person is unwilling to get to tell you what that is, that's weird. If they say I never thought allotted. of that about that, to be honest with you. If I just feel like you should ask. Mm-hmm. If organizations are claiming they have money or mm-hmm. they're claiming to want to pay for it, everyone has a budget so mm-hmm. even if they say they have money in their pocket whether they call it professional development or not yeah if they have a budget where they send staff places mm-hmm. how much is the budget yeah is it per person is it per department now for me my organization everyone has a budget mm-hmm. each person has their own professional development budget mm-hmm. it was a big place with contention because people felt like they didn't know what their budget was mm-hmm. and so we now there's more like conversation about it yeah now every organization may not be like mine where each person does but if it's an apartment or this is something they, they do on the regular mm-hmm. at the end of the day it is budgeted yeah 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 and even if there's not a budget with your name on it mm-hmm. their boss will know how much she's either willing he or she is willing to, to give you or, or move around and let you do it right and you should ask. Yeah. And if your job doesn't encourage you to do professional development or to be better, that's a sign that, that you should. That's going to help you grow. Right. And that's a sign that you should keep your ears open to opportunities. Yeah. Because one, they don't care enough about their staff and they want to be complacent. Mm-hmm. Or your boss or supervisor cannot want you to be better than them. Because don't, don't be fooled. Mm-hmm. Supervisors get jealous of upcoming talent. Facts. 
But like, and I know I've said this before, like I love my boss. She has helped me do these things a lot because like we'll, I feel like we're always innovating, but we'll like create a new service offering and we might have to word it one way so that the clients know what the heck we talking about it. But she'd be like, put it on your resume like this. And it's not like she don't want me to leave, but she just like giving me tidbits on the way, like put this on your resume like this, because in our industry, that's how people will understand it. Now, clients can be stupid and won't get it, but she's like, add this to your resume, go ahead, so that like it helps me in the long run. She's always very adamant about like telling me stuff like that. So I just, you know, I know everybody was not like that, but I got lucky enough to have somebody like that. I Well, I was about to say, I think that's really... Um... I think that's really good to have, mm-hmm. to have bosses and supervisors that do care about you being better. And it is unfortunate when you don't have one. Yeah. But then that just means you have to really, um, I'm not going to say be accountable, really have to make sure you're doing what you need to do because you don't have someone in a supervisor level looking out for you. And sometimes right. you can have a person that you can trust that's not your supervisor. Mm-hmm. That could probably give you advice or feedback. Yes. Yeah. Feedback can be impactful from any any source, honestly. Yeah. Um, the next one is to keep emotions out of the workplace. Um, because in advocating for yourself, sometimes you can hold back because of what you feel. Um, and so this could be because you had a relationship built with the person, like camaraderie, or that you don't want to offend someone, like all those things can keep you from holding back. And it's like, I've been in a position like that because, and I think I mentioned this before, I had an old boss, they, and then got replaced with the boss I have now. And I loved my old boss, but I had to be honest about what I wasn't getting and like I love them as a person but my new boss has helped me so much more professionally and it's like I had to be honest with that even knowing that do that sound hurtful yeah it can but it's not coming from a place of I don't like you as a person it's coming from I'm a working professional I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to get this money so I don't even think you should put emotions in it I don't mm-hmm. even think anyone should waste time to think about how someone could feel mm-hmm Especially when they make more than you. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just more cold to the point. Mm-hmm. I don't care how my boss or anyone feels if I'm telling them I'm not getting something I need from them. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't care how they take it. Mm-hmm. If they want to take it personally, mm-hmm. that's on them. We're at work. Mm-hmm. So if I'm giving you a critique saying, you know, I feel like I'm not getting this and I'm really looking for this and you feel some type of way about it and it attacks and you make you feel like it's a personal attack then you need to sit with that and figure out why does that make you feel that way. I'm just saying, I don't even think about how someone can feel. Right, and I know that you don't think about it, but I still think, and this is just a part of you, so you don't have to think about it, but I still think you say it in a way that doesn't be like you're pointing the finger. You're saying, this is something that I need and I'm not getting it. Now, you're not being like, you a crappy boss. Like, you're not saying it like that. Your delivery is still appropriate, is what I'm saying. Because you don't have to think about it. No, I don't. Right, that's what I'm saying. Cause some people will be like, I don't care how they take it. I'm just gonna go in there and be like, you trash. Like, okay, no. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> who would say? I mean, I feel like that's extreme. Right, but that's what I'm. But saying. if you, I mean, honestly though, <laughs> if you talk to anyone at work like that, then you're not gonna go. For, I mean, that is that's dumb. If anyone's going to work and talking like you, look, you have to know how to talk to people <laughs> and and be firm. Mm-hmm. 
And so I feel like, no, you don't say, you know, you don't say to a boss, you're a trash boss. You say, these are things that I feel I need and that I'm not getting. Mm-hmm. What can be done so that I can get them? Right. Yeah. I agree. Um, type of conversations. Yeah. Or, and even with colleagues, because colleagues the same way. I, I personally feel like you shouldn't have personal feelings at work anyway. Sometimes mm-hmm. stuff will penetrate a personal part of you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you need to sit with that on your own. Mm-hmm. And not put that on other people. Just because I feel like, personally, I've been in situations where people putting their personal stuff on me. And they're like, that just really bothered me. And it's like, girl, this is not about puppies and rainbows. This is about X and Z. This has mm-hmm. nothing to do with that. And the fact that you took it that way means... You need to work on something right. while you feel that way. Yeah. And I, I'm just more cut and dry at work. But that's me. A lot of people are more emotional at work. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But I'm saying um, it can make things hard for you. It can make it harder for you to accept criticism. It mm-hmm. can make it harder for you to not internalize things. Mm-hmm. And to like stress yourself out mm-hmm. when you put so much into it. Because like right. I, I feel like if you're passionate about something, personal feelings are attached. Mm-hmm. If you're passionate. Like yeah. I'm passionate about my career. Yeah. Part of that is me as a person. Right. But when it comes to communicating with other people or criticism or feedback, I come from strictly a professional place. Yeah. And that's it. Also another tip, don't let them don't let them see you upset. Right, because that's what I was about to say. I said, yeah. even if something do hurt you prof- personally, mm-hmm. ooh, go about it in a professional manner. Go to HR. Cry in the corner when you get home. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I'm a big advocate for that because... I'm, I'm fine with crying with HR, too, but, I mean... I mean, one, it depends. First of all, if you feel like you can trust your HR... That's true. You yeah. go to. I'm yeah. not a person who... I mean, I've never felt like I needed to go to, but I'm also mm-hmm. very direct. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I have an issue with anyone I'm working with, it's a like a knock on their cubicle door. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that happened to me recently, and I just asked. Yeah, I heard you had an issue with me. <laughs> I'm being honest. That's I what know, I'm but I heard it. Like, I heard you bitches was looking for me. Like, <laughs> bitch, here I go. <laughs> that's how I heard it. No, that's not how it went. I know. <laughs> Um, that's how I felt when I heard about it. Like, okay, what's good? That's right. not how I said it. It's the professional version of. But I just want to say I heard there was some tension I wasn't yeah. aware of. Can you articulate whatever the issue is? Mm-hmm. So you know what? Maybe we should. We need to. You know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a blog post where it's like. I give professional versions of what you want to say. Right. Because. I, like a professional clapbacks. Yeah, but like <laughs> to give more examples, yeah. not just email. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we, I don't know, so a while ago it was like so, professional clapbacks. It was good, like emails. Sometimes you gotta figure out how but to do it on the fly in person. Sometimes you gotta know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's also because I always have someone like check. Because like sometimes I'll send something to someone like, "How's this sound?" Before mm-hmm. I send it to somebody else, yeah. be like, "Does this sound bitchy?" I'm not trying to sound bitchy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like. It's really not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. So, and I also do that a lot with friends, mm-hmm. period. I just help them figure out how to say stuff. Mm-hmm. 
typically I can't always do that for myself, but I can do that for other people. Right. right. Because you you're it's not your emotions involved. In right. It. So I I don't get triggered by anything. Life. So I'm like, you gotta go in there and say, duh, right. and this is why, and then she's gonna respond like this, and then you say, duh, like I've done yeah. that so many times. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um. The next one is to tailor your request. Um. Depending on who you're asking. So if you're making a request to a coworker, that'll be different from making a request to your boss versus making a request to your CEO. Um, you may have to come at it at, from a different angle with each one of them. Because um, sometimes, I feel like the who you're going to depends on the elevation of the issue. So like, for example, you had an issue with one person, you went directly to them. Now, if that person did something that was HR worthy, then you may, I don't, well, I wouldn't have, but you may not go to them first. You might go straight to HR instead. You think you would go to the person first? No, I never really just go to HR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the only time I would go to HR if it was like some sort of like racial slur mm-hmm. or if I was like physically touched. Mm-hmm. It would, to me, for me to go to HR, it has to be extreme. Right. Yeah. So it literally, those are the only two times where I feel like I would buy, I would tell my supervisor whatever happened. Yeah. I would tell her or him, you know, tell my supervisor and then and say, and I'm going to HR, but I'm letting you know before I go to HR. Right. This is what happened. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would have to be super, super extreme to go to HR. Yeah. I've I've never gone to myself. HR for anything. I've had to go to validate other people's claims. Oh, okay. that's the only time I've been pulled in. I've never, had, I've, I've never, never had gone. Go, to I've never gone. Just report be like, something. Nah. For yeah. me, I personally feel like it would have to be extreme. It would have mm-hmm. to be those levels where. And the either... case that I went to validate the person's claims, it was one of those like okay. more extreme cases. It to me it would have to be racial. Mm-hmm. Like something like racially inappropriate or something like that, mm-hmm. or if I was like touched or any way, mm-hmm. then that's the only time I go to HR. I believe in dealing with things directly, and I believe there's a proper channel, uh, chain of command. Mm-hmm. If I have an issue with you, and I never go to you, I go straight to your boss. I think that's disrespectful. Yeah. Not only are you trying to get them in trouble, mm-hmm. but you're not even giving the heads up. Right. You're not even trying to yeah. work it right. out. You really just them. wanted to get them in trouble. Yeah. So, like, I really respect, like, the chain of command. Yeah. And so, if I have an issue with Bob, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to fix it with Bob. Right. And then I'm going to tell my boss, this is the issue, and this is how I try to fix it with Bob. Mm-hmm. And the reason you tell your boss after the fact... One, it shows that you are taking initiative. Mm-hmm. You try to be a problem solver. Mm-hmm. You try to go in peace. And your boss already knows that. So, if Bob want to get crazy <laughs> and now go to your boss or their boss, yeah. your person who's going to be defending you or being an advocate for you in a situation is already aware of the problem mm-hmm. and your efforts to fix it. Yeah. And then... Bob looks crazy. That's why I hate you. Gotta play the long game people. When people email you with an issue and they CC their boss. It's like what you do that? It's for? immediate <laughs> disrespect. Like, why don't you just say what you had to say to me? Like, because they wanna they yeah. do and like I don't care what nobody say. When people are like, Well, I just wanna make no no no. You were sending a message. Right. Heard it loud and clear. To yeah. me. Yeah. Even with the email I will thing. Tell my boss after the fact and she like, Well forward that to me just so I had and then I'll be like, hey, like, I'll forward it to it, but it's after the fact. <laughs> like, I've done things where I forward it and I said, FYI, just so you know. Yeah. But it's already handled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
If I am CCing my boss, oh yes, I'm sending a message. <laughs> because that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. No one just does it to does it. Right. To right, just right, do it. You're right. sending a message. Yeah. And yeah. I don't really do that because I don't feel like it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And if I do do one of them, then I'm sending a message like, I'm here, what's up? That's <laughs> what that good? means. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, the next one is don't ask for less in order to increase your chances. Um, and I feel like this is like you're, you're holding back your own progress just because I think and it goes back to you not thinking that you're deserving of what you really want. Um, so you might ask for less or for something smaller or just so that you can be sure that you get it. But it's like and I mean, you do this when you even negotiating for a new job. Ask for more. About so that if they come back with less, it might be right in line with what you want. You should ask for more. <laughs> right. So, so then if they offer you something else, they feel like they got you, but really, you, you got, got them. them. <laughs> ha ha, sucker. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just don't agree with asking for less just so that you can make sure you get it. Because then they might be like, oh, that's all you want? Fine. And then you could have got double that at the end of the day. Um, the next is be specific on when you'd like your changes to happen. So if you want to go on a conference, be like, I want to go on a conference before the end of the year, or I want to go on this specific conference that's on this date, like be just very specific with a timeline about whatever you're asking for, because then they could just be like, oh yeah, we could do that. And then a year go by and it never happened because you weren't specific and you didn't hold them accountable to what they agreed to. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's a good advice. I think either way, you should just always keep them accountable. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have a conversation about the status. Mm-hmm. You follow up via email, just confirming our conversation that you are you gonna talk to X, Y, and Z, and da 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 da. So it's there, and then an appropriate amount of time, you ask for a follow up. Yeah, mm-hmm. harass them until they give you an answer. <laughs> um. And then the last one is take charge even if you get denied. Um, and so it just talks about if you wanted some kind of professional development and they said it costs too much and you got denied, you can always just try to find other ways to learn whatever skill you would try to learn because at the end of the day, it helped you as a professional um, and it can help you get a better job you know, in the long run. And like if your job ain't want to give it to you, some other job will appreciate that you have it or... Another job will give it to you. I was about to say, (laughs) or another job will give it to you. Right, yeah. So it's like, don't give up on what you want just because you were told no. Just find a different way to get it. Move on. I mean, obviously, some conferences and and professional programs have scholarships. You do a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Or I'm a big advocate of you move on. And let me tell you something. If conversations don't go well, you voice that this is disappointing, Mm -hmm. but you also voice that, Maybe we can revisit this another time. Thank you for your time. You leave. Yeah. You don't show not one bit of disappointment on your face. <laughs> and do you know what you do? Do your job extremely well. I mean, hit hit, hit them, okay? <laughs> Cross some T's, dot them I's. Check the boxes. Mm-hmm. And while you're doing that, look for another opportunity. And also, you feel me? Yeah. And then, when the time is right, and they feel like, 
Because sometimes employees will feel concerned. Like, we didn't give her what she want. What is she going to do? Yeah. What is he going to do? Appear cool. Like, mm-hmm. you're not bothered. Even <laughs> if you are. You're not bothered. It's not a problem. Right. You keep doing your thug thizzle and do it extra good. And mm-hmm. then what you do? Drop that two weeks notice on them. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Don't warn them. Drop that two weeks on them. <laughs> and then... When they be like, I don't understand. Because they like, it seems like everything went great. You're doing well. Yeah, I've been and doing great. <laughs> you drop the knowledge on them. Well, remember that conversation in February of last year where we discussed options, da da da. You said no, da 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 da. That is a thing I needed. Right. We revisited. You still had hesitation. I need to move on. And then their face is like, whoa. <laughs> and then it's that second deep level of satisfaction of gotcha. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also for me, it's a deeper level of satisfaction knowing that maybe with the next person they won't do the same thing. I that's just me. I know that's just me. But I always think that when I hope that when a company does something wrong, that they learn from it and treat the next person better. That might you know, like I said, I, I think that's just naturally who you are. Right. <laughs> um, I personally, I feel like. That's giving them too much credit. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm just a person. I don't believe in job loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe in it at all. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're not providing a free service. Right. You're not doing them any favors. There's mm-hmm. an exchange here. I do the work. You pay me. Um, no one would be at work if it was for free. Okay? Right. We would all be doing something else. <laughs> and for anyone to be like, we just want people here just passionate. Shut it. <laughs> We have bills. Okay? I'm passionate about paying these bills. I'm passionate about having a place to live. And so, loyalty, schmoyalty. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you just keep that in mind and your deals will come to Because if they want to fire you, they mm-hmm. will. Yeah. And if they want to tell you, no, they will. Because another thing you need to realize, when they want to do for an employee, they will. Right. And when an employer says no, they don't want to. Right. Period. And I was going to say also, if and when they say no, have a counter offer. Like, have another suggestion. Because that even says, I'm not accepting of what you said. And that shows that, like, even if you say no to that, I'm still going to, like, do what I... I'm still going to get the skills that I desire. Um, I was just trying to find a way for us... For it to work with us, and since it don't, I'm just gonna go about it a different way. So, um, I think those were all of our tips for advocating a work. Do you have any other things you could think of or suggestions? I just think it's important to make sure you know that no one's gonna have your back the way you are when it comes mm-hmm. to the workplace. And if you can, I think it's just really important to have a mentor in your industry. Yeah, they don't have to be at your job but just a sounding board of someone who knows your industry. Mm-hmm. Preferably someone who is well-known in the industry. Yeah. Um, that can help you and give you feedback to help you maneuver. But I feel like I'm just a big, a big person of being direct and honest. Mm-hmm. And as a young person in the workplace, older generations find that so impressive. They're so impressed mm-hmm. by someone just being so direct. Mm-hmm. Probably because... They're nothing but passive aggressives. So meeting someone who's direct is like, what? You're so young, but you're so... They're so easily impressed by that. Yeah. I just think you should be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And don't apologize, especially when you're doing your job. Mm-hmm. If you're doing your job extremely well, 
and you keep it on trim of everything, want to stay educated, know what's going on in your industry, look at salaries, because nine times out of ten, you probably are being underpaid, mm-hmm. especially if you're a person of color. I was about to say, especially, especially if you're, if you're a, woman. a woman yeah. who's a person of color, yeah. you are being underpaid, sis. You Ask absolutely like you are. like a 35-year-old white man. You are... <laughs> Nine times out of ten are slightly underpaid mm-hmm. to a counterpart in your office or um, in another organization. Mm-hmm. So do your research mm-hmm. and stand firm on that and don't let them tell you otherwise. Yeah. And if they're not being flexible, be open to other opportunities. Yeah. But like I said, don't let them know you even upset because <laughs> it's all about. That two week notice and they're surprised. <laughs> and then like, is there anything we could do? Hit them hard what with I it. What I asked for is what, what you I, no, did. And more. more. <laughs> if you wanted a twenty thousand, let's for example, you wanted twenty thousand dollars, and then you find a new job, man. Like, what can we do? I need thirty thousand right. to stay. Right. Yeah. And another telework day. <laughs> I'm just saying because yeah. you already did it the right way. So you know, if an employee employer at the last moment is like, well, what can we do? Mm-hmm. It's out of desperation. Yeah. And so then it's like, even if they gave it to you, will you still be in a valued place? Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Because then you technically play hardball with them mm-hmm. and you succeeded. However, what's the consequences now? Because mm-hmm. maybe they gave you the money. But how, is your, how are you going to be viewed in the office? Mm-hmm. Will that stifle any other opportunity? Mm-hmm. Because well we we gave you the money so right you just have to think <laughs> so about you all of that. Be happy. Well, yeah. a lot of employees employers feel that way, yeah. and that's why I don't believe in being loyal to jobs. Mm-hmm. You're being paid for a service. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like it's kind of like you're an independent contractor, even though you work. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm doing my job, right. and, and and because my I'm doing my job, this is <laughs> right. Because I'm doing my job, I get this amount of money. Right. You ain't doing it for freedom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a service. Mm-hmm. And you loyal to your money. And that's right. how it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. No um, job loyalty. If y'all have any other tips on, especially as young black women, how to advocate for yourself at work, um, let us know. You can always email us, goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail.com. Oh. I'm sorry. What? Here's another tip. <laughs> okay. I told y'all, let us know. She's letting us know. <laughs> Especially when it comes to salaries mm-hmm. internally. Because obviously that's very hush-hush. I like when it's not, but... <laughs> I like when it's not, but a lot of people don't like to say. Yeah. So I find that you just got to know the right person and befriend that person. Mm-hmm. That's typically someone's EA. Mm-hmm. So... What's the yeah. executive assistant? Oh, okay. We don't have those in my job. If you're in a more of a corporate style yeah. place, they are like the gatekeepers for departments and stuff. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you befriend one mm-hmm. and you start swapping that knowledge, <laughs> you can get deeds mm-hmm. like people's finances. And then two, mm-hmm. depending on your industry, obviously you can look up the salaries of your top VPs. Yeah. Depending on that. Yeah. But I feel like befriend someone in finance mm-hmm. or Somebody assistant. Because that's how you can get certain information. And mm-hmm. you can use that when you're having those conversations about salary. Because when, mm-hmm. when they're talking about, well, we don't have the money. You don't have the money. However, I know if someone in this department got mm-hmm. this type of raise. They'll go, well, how you Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they just look like, uh, okay, well. You know, we'll try to be yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you know if you can get a little inside scoopity scoop, 
You should. Yeah. But they always say you should talk about salaries at work. Yeah, I prefer. So if you feel comfortable, open honest about that. If you feel comfortable, talk to your colleagues. If you have friends who work, if mm-hmm. you're able to make friends, ask them. Mm-hmm. You know, and see where it is. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like knowing people in places that they can access the information as well as what is good as well. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> it's That's good. a little roundabout way to get the same info. <laughs> Seriously, especially like it's just look, we have bills and aspirations, right? And, and as kids much as and as much as like I don't like office politics, which I do not. Mm-hmm. You can't not participate. Mm-hmm. You kind of gotta participate just enough to get you where you need to go. Not full blown, mm-hmm. but just enough. To get you where you need to go. Because I still don't believe in office politics. But you can't not not be in it. Because mm-hmm. then you're going to miss out. But you can't be like the leader either. <laughs> got you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like You, you got to dibble dabble. Pretty much. You got to <laughs> get in and out. And right. to me, office politics don't mean being backstabbing. It's just mm-hmm. working it to your favor. And that doesn't mean... You're telling on people. Right. You're setting people up. Because right. I don't do stuff like that. You yeah, don't have no, to do no. none of that mess. Yeah. You just got to know how to work people, honestly. Yeah. That sounds really manipulative. But, um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds manipulative when I say that a lot. Like, you got to know how to work people. I think it's more like you have to know how to, one, do all the things that we just mentioned. But, two... How to ensure that you're getting what you deserve um, from the people that are around you, and that they're not taking advantage of who you are as or a your person, or set. your position, or your age, or you know anything to in order to get that. And let me tell you something, guys. Emotional intelligence mm-hmm. is something that is such an amazing skill to have in the workplace. Mm-hmm. If you know how to read people and you can figure out people's triggers, thank mm-hmm. you, therapy. You can maneuver them better, and that's not taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. But to me, that helps me figure out my approach. Because mm. once again, I am not. A, I don't believe in taking advantage of people. Right. I don't believe in backstabbing people. I don't believe in because to me, when you're talented, you don't you have don't to have do that. To, the right. work speaks for yourself. Yeah. But for people to hear you, mm-hmm. it's important to me, and it's valuable to have good, a high level of emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. and to be able to see what people bring to work. Mm-hmm. Because it helps you to penetrate, not penetrate them, but uh, that's what she said. <laughs> it helps. I feel like it helps you to craft your message mm-hmm. to a way that will be most impactful. Yes. Yeah. So that's what it's about. Yeah. Knowing how people work and how people operate yeah. helps you figure out how you need to uh, send the message so that they can hear it. Yeah. So that doesn't mean you're doing anything shady. It's just truly observing and knowing okay this person's like this this Mm -hmm. person's like this Mm -hmm. if i approach april this way i know that i'll get a better reaction if i approach john that way Mm -hmm. this will get him you know what i mean and that even helps tell with like the time to add so it's like i know this person will respond better if i ask when budgets just came up right like stuff like that that's what i'm saying it's all about being strategic so Mm -hmm. i won't say manipulative but it's just being strategic. Yeah, move with intention. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And that's why 
you gotta play the game a little bit because <laughs> you have to talk to people to get to know them to be able to know how to maneuver them yeah to work with them yeah so you gotta get in and play the game just yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. also before you do your end credits <laughs> look guys we have a giveaway going on mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna go off topic <laughs> we work pretty hard to try to come up with different ways to engage you guys mm-hmm. and I honestly want to know please reach out to us do y'all even like giveaways no that could be it could what be. are ways you would like for us to engage with you when it comes to our sponsors mm-hmm. genuine question mm-hmm. um, we have a great giveaway right now mm-hmm. it's a collection it's a t-shirt um, from her retro collection, mm-hmm. if you go on our Instagram, it's all there. Her information is there, and the giveaway contest rules. Because no, I do not remember them right now. <laughs> but yeah, Sydney's pulling them up. But I mean, the t-shirt collection is like really dope. Personally, I want one. I was about to say, bro, I saw a bunch of our giveaways. I'd be like, can I just keep it? I, I really like it. But I want to take the stuff. <laughs> so just, and it's, I believe this one is like super easy. Yeah, but you have to follow JP Craft and Company and you have to follow us on IG and then comment your favorite show from the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s. Super simple, super easy. Super simple and easy. That's our giveaway sponsor. So, participate. And then, honestly, guys, we want to know. If it's certain products y'all want. What type of products? What yeah. type of experiences? Do you want mm-hmm. tickets and stuff? Right. Do you, what type of products? We want to. Y'all want liquor? Like, what y'all want? Well, hey, that's. <laughs> that could be hard to get. So, just. I mean, you can put that on the list, but, like, be realistic as well, guys. But the point I'm making this to say is part of our. Part of our reach out to businesses and we have sponsors is we do reach out to sponsors, companies, and brands that we feel like will be reflective of our listeners. Yeah. Things that we're interested in, things that our listeners are interested in. So we just like to know what type of brands and things you you would want to see. And that's what we would try to bring forth to you. Yeah. So that's just my sideline note. Okay. Um, so guys, as always, pay attention to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter um, throughout the week. Engage with us um, in the multiple ways um, and on the multiple platforms. And as always, this is Good Girls Here Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.